Good morning and welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. I'm Julie and today we have Michelle Fuller and Cheryl Devon. I was honestly sitting here trying to find the script that I usually read from to start the show and everything is all fucked up and I just finally found the one I was looking for. So I was talking real slow so I could get through it without being noticed. And then I told on myself anyway, because that's how I roll. So defeat the chaos. This is a show for small business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs. Our episodes focus on the intersection of successful business ownership, political changes, success and failures, and personal development. And today we're going to twist in a little bit of talk about love. So Along with my weekly co-hosts, we hit on the hard topics, the ones that people want and need to know about in order to make informed decisions. This week, I've got the girl gang back with me, and we're going to dive into the topic many entrepreneurs struggle with. Can you have it all? Business and love. So we're going to We are here for this conversation today, and if you've ever struggled to keep it all together, you're going to want to tune in. Well, you're already tuned in if you're hearing this part, people, so (laughs) just stay tuned in, okay? Stay tuned in. It's going to be open, honest, and if I know Michelle at all, a little bit uncomfortable. (laughs) But before we start talking about love, what is on your minds today? What's on your minds today? Anything you want to rant about? I got one. I got one. Do you think there is anyone else in the country besides Joe Biden who doesn't think we are in a recession? This motherfucker can't even admit that we have inflation going on. His latest his latest interview, he did an interview yesterday with um, is it Jake, Jack, Jake Tapper, Jake CNN? Tapper, Jake, Jake Tapper. Tapper on CNN yeah. and literally denied that inflation is happening, that we're <laughs> literally denied it. Said, no, we're good. We're moving in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction. If you want to destroy the country. Do you really think that anything that comes out of his mouth is actually his thoughts? <laughs> no. I don't even think he's a real human anymore. Honest to God, I think it's like, no, and I, I do. I've got this theory that he's just, he's he's holographic, kind of like when they, you know, brought Tupac back for a show. It's that holographic image, except they didn't go full high dollar on the production value and he glitches. That's that's what I actually believe is is in front of us, that Biden really, he doesn't even exist anymore for real. They say he has a double. I don't know how that man could have a double. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. I just, I really want to read this part of this quote that he said, because I just think it's so informative. It's just so well-spoken. So I'd like to, I'd like to read it to you. When asked if we are, if the whole notion of global, when asked if we're actually having a struggling with a recession or having inflation, here's what he said. It's going to bring a billion, a trillion, $750 million, billion dollars off the sidelines in investment. Look what's happened. Look at the investment going on in America right now. 
obviously he hasn't been looking at my portfolio, you know, (laughs) a billion, a trillion, 750 million dollars, billion dollars. But who does that sound like? Who would say words like that? Think about it. My autocorrect with fucking Alzheimer's who can't speak. (laughs) But if you asked a little kid to explain something that was huge, they would explain it the same way, because if you think about it, our president doesn't have the ability to articulate what he's thinking or speak in a way that we understand. Let me let me pull up autocorrect and see if I can create a better answer (laughs) for Joe here. Um, Let me let me just let me just pull this up here. We'll 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 send it here. It's um, okay. So are we in our do we have inflation? Um, we, uh, now we start with the productive text. We have to do a lot more research. See, already I'm making more sense and get the right answers there. My predictive text that would have been a better response. is a better response than what we got yeah. from the hologram. Yes. And I heard, so <laughs> This administration can eat a fucking dick. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I heard this morning. So I think most people knew this. I'm going to go back to the border story from 2021, September of 2021, where they accused those border agents of whipping the Haitians that were coming across the border, right? Those men lost their jobs. They launched a Quick and efficient investigation that took 12 months. Those men still don't have their jobs back. And this morning, I heard a report that literally before anyone at the White House even took the podium to talk about that happening, they already knew the truth. They already knew that nobody got whipped. And they went move forward with that anyway. Mm-hmm. Destroyed people's lives. And spent hundreds of thousands, if not millions of taxpayer dollars on an investigation that wasn't even needed. So the question is, where did the money go? These people don't care about us. They don't care about any of us. And anybody who is pinning their hats on all those people who make posts about, you know, <laughs> they have to make sure that they, you know, defend women by voting with the left in, in November because of abortion rights. Like, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. So are, when are they going to start defending women, young women, um, with their right to play sports in school? And different, Cheryl. That's different. I know. I know. Or, you know, it's it's our body. It's our choice. We can't have this mandated upon us. Where were you when they were mandating getting jabbed starting in 2019? The hypocrisy just drives me out of my fucking mind. Oh, let's talk about the mandated jabs and how they use the get the vaccine to protect other people and then just finally had to admit earlier this week that they never did any studies and actually have no proof that it doesn't stop transmission. Because it doesn't. It do- In fact, the studies show that you're more likely to transmit it once you've got the jab. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I'm going to start selling my pure blood is what I'm going to do. I think there's, I think there's a side hustle there. Well, there's a big side hustle for white male sperm that is unvaccinated. I mean, it is, that is a huge market right now. Huge. And why wouldn't it be? It is. And well, that explains then why there is a, a podcast out there. Um, and, and one of the main concerns on that podcast this week is the lack of black sperm. I shit you not. Ooh, we'll talk about that more. I want, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You, you have piqued my interest. There, there is, there is a, a, a podcast out there and, and now the, the name of it is slipping my mind. I'll, I'll get it, but it basically focuses on, um, the lives of, of, um, black citizens, African-Americans. And one of the topics about how, um, they're being oppressed is that there is not enough black sperm from what? Well, apparently a black penis, but <laughs> no, I know, but what, how is there not enough? I don't know what the, I don't know what the context is because I haven't listened to the podcast. It was just, it was, it was being promoted and this was, this was their teaser. Um, the lack, uh, we'll discuss the lack of black sperm. And I'm like, what? There, when did that happen? How does that happen? Why is that a topic? I want to listen to the podcast now only to find out what the heck has happened. <laughs> who monitor? First of all, who's monitoring the amounts of. How do you monitor <laughs> of, of semen? That's a question. You know, that, that was literally. That was literally the first question. Okay, Michelle, see, I'm starting to rub off on you because that was the first, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my garage in the driver's seat of my vehicle, you know, getting ready to go in the house. And this commercial comes on for this podcast, this, this teaser promotion thing. And the, literally the first question that ran through my mind is whose job is it to monitor the amounts of <laughs> semen being produced by, by special interest groups? Certainly Who has somebody- that job? Somebody from the diversity and inclusion team. I'm certain of that. I, I, what? I, I don't know. I mean, do you, is there a dipstick, you know, like in your oil? T- I, how do you know? How do you know? And, I, and how I'm, do you differentiate? Please research and report back to us. We're going I will. To I'll, I'll know that. it by next. By I, next I do. I also, I, I want to, I just sidetracked myself on, <laughs> I want, Diversity and inclusion. So the the White House has been. Look, I'm I'm all for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all know. If I wasn't, you'd you'd hear me say it. I, you know, I'm like do do your thing. But I don't think that you can force into law. I don't think we should be forcing into law hiring people because of diversity, right? Because then that just becomes a problem for everyone for, for a large majority of the population, right? If I run a business, which I happen to do, and I am told that, you know, my every second or every third hire has to be of a specific demographic. What if those people, what if I don't have anybody who's qualified in that demographic to do the job that I'm hiring for, right? So it becomes a real problem for business owners. It becomes a, it's a societal problem, right? So I don't, I don't like the, it's been that that way for decades. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that we try and do that. Right. So, but the White House has basically the, you know, highest 
executive level diversity and inclusion officer in the country, right? And they're building this program, this very, very robust diversity and inclusion program that they want. They're hoping all businesses will start to model. And they've put millions and millions of dollars into building this program. I I was thinking this morning, and maybe, like, tell me if I'm off my rocker here, because you know there's always a chance. I was thinking this morning, what if, I don't know, what if we just took a timeout on all the bullshit for like two years or three years and actually focus on fixing the fucking country? Like, listen, can we just all agree like, do your thing, be who you want to be, love who you want to love. You you want to chop your penis off after you're 18 or 21 or go nuts. Don't care. I support your decision. Do not care. Be who you want to be, be who you are. But can we maybe just all stop jumping up and down like kindergartners for just a little bit, just long enough to actually fix the real problems that are happening in this country? Like, can we fix the economy? Can we fix like transportation? Can we fix the homeless problem? Can we fix the sex trafficking problem? Can we fix the actual fucking problems and not focus on this damn stupid shit? The problem that is they've made, they've made the stupid shit the priority problem. Yes. Why, why isn't everybody else like me? It becomes so me centric Mm -hmm. that they don't see the bigger issue. They don't see the economy. Because they're getting their their paycheck. They don't see, you know, the the sex trafficking because some of these people, a lot of them, are actually involved in it. So it's not a problem for them. It's it's not a problem. That's so true. You know, that was like a truth bomb right there. And it is. I mean, we we've become a society that is focused on me, 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 me. And unless you agree with everything I believe in that becomes a problem. And it's these these wild-eyed crazies that are afraid they're going to get their me stuff taken away, sex trafficking, child pornography, whatever, that they yell the loudest. Because the rest of us aren't crazy motherfuckers like that. We're sitting here going, I'm just trying to make ends meet. I'm trying to, you know, not have to sell a kidney to fill up my gas tank. Yeah. And they're worried about where's where's my next little little furry child going to come in that I can take sick pictures with or why doesn't everyone look and feel like me? It it becomes a it it it's this it's it's the self-esteem thing, I think. Everybody it always wants has to been. feel so good. And it, the only way to feel good is if everyone feels like me 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 me. And it's ridiculous. It so I don't think even if we took the time out, it would never get fixed. It, ha- we, it has to get fixed. It has to get fixed. It we does. Are, we are at the tipping point. We are at the tipping point. We're at the precipice of disaster. Like We've got people in this country, the same people who yelled and screamed and stomped and pointed fingers and harassed and shamed people for either not wearing a mask or not getting a shot, are the same people who now think they're not afraid of nuclear war. They they think, yes, nuclear war is a good idea to help Ukraine. Are you guys, do you even hear yourselves? Okay. Yeah. I got got another question for you guys. Okay. (laughs) We got, we're, 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 we're coming up on the break here. We got a couple of minutes, but I, I decided this morning 
that I'm selfish supportive. Selfish supportive. And I want to know if this is a thing. Hear me out. I got a I got a girl. I got a massage girl. She gives the best sports deep tissue, knock your shit out massages on the planet. I want her to be so wildly successful, but I don't want to tell anybody about her because I'm afraid I won't be able to get appointments. (laughs) How do I rectify that? You can't. I'm still trying to figure it out with mine. So, um. (laughs) I mean, I want Petra to be like so wildly busy but not so wildly busy that I can't get in to see her when I need to see her. I can't, I can't rectify that in my mind. You can be selfish because (laughs) Amalia, I literally have to book with Amalia and, and put all of my massages three to six months in advance to make certain that I'm in. That's how crazy. I'm like when Petra gets a cancellation, call me. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I am on the first call list as well. I just saw her twice within four days. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But that's, I feel like I'm selfish supportive. Like I really want her to like knock it out of the park, but I really want her to be available when I need her. Well, you know, you're, you're paying her, right? Yes. You're paying her through the nose. I would guess. Yes. Uh, Yes. All right. So selfish supportive, you are being supportive. You're, you're paying towards her success and it's, it supports her but it also supports you. Yes, that's true. That's so there, there's your rectification in your mind. You are helping to be her to become more um, wildly successful because you're paying her to do it for you. Yeah. yeah. Trying to figure out what's going on with Michelle here. What's happening over there, girl? There's something in my eye. <laughs> Is it your finger? <laughs> like I could feel it. And then I'm like trying to dig it out. You guys can't see me, but I just want to, I just want to say it's super sexy what I'm trying to do right now. Julie's making it sound really bad, but it's super sexy. There you it go. Is, it's, <laughs> it is. It is. It it's is almost as sexy as monitoring semen counts across the country. So <laughs> we really need to know who has that job. How I'm, I'm going to research this. I, I, I am. Here's my guess that there are fewer and fewer black men going to donate sperm. That's my guess. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. That's At least in a clinical here. setting, right? <laughs> that's not even, oh, God, that's funny. That's bad though. <laughs> All right. We are going to go to break. And when we come back, we are actually going to talk about if you can have it all. And this is where Michelle is going to shine bright like the star on top of a Christmas tree or a full moon. Because this is her fucking wheelhouse. Clearly not mine because I'm single as fuck. So, <laughs> so oh. <laughs> happily, happily, though, we will be right back after the break. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. 
Pro, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. And welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. We are here to talk about love, business and love, really, and the intersection of the two and how so many people fail at both at the same time. <laughs> they actually, separately. They can be really good at business, but not so much at love or really good at love, but not so much at business. It's really hard to do to handle both of them. So, Michelle, this is really your wheelhouse. And we're just going to ask crazy, stupid questions and see what you come how see how you respond. Well, I really believe Cheryl has a lot to say about this as well, because Cheryl is you know, an entrepreneur and she also is married. So last time I, at least I was this morning when I checked. Right. Yeah. You have a lot to bring to the table on this discussion as well. Actually. Yeah. I have a lot of questions because I mean, this, this is a topic that is, is, is pretty right on target for me right now. Um, You know, as, as I am building the business, it has become a little less, um, well, let's just say it's it's been a little tense in Casa Devon with uh, with trying to keep my relationship strong, and you know, Chris and I have have had some some issues over the past few months again, where it's it's tense. And one of the things that we've noted, you know, he doesn't have that entrepreneurial mindset, so there's a lot of fear that comes through with regards to you know, financing everything. How is he supposed to take care of everything while I'm investing? And I'm like, hold on, I'm, I'm bringing something to the table here too. I understand it's the start of the business, you know, re redoing everything again, but it, you're not alone in this. And then it, it comes down to, well, you know, you're spending a lot of time in, in the office, getting things rolling, or you're gone a lot and I'm having to step up and take care of this. It doesn't feel fair. I feel ignored he feels emasculated sometimes. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. back going, I, I have no idea how to even, com- we, we have very different styles of communication, he and I as well. And so trying to find the right language and trying to find the right amount of time to get everything done, I don't, I don't know how to do it. And, and when we are together, how do I make that quality, quality time again? So he, he does feel that he's as important in my world as he truly is without me having to step away and, you know, take time away from building my business empire that I'm, I'm working towards. Um, it is, I, I mean, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. How do you, where do you find the balance, Michelle? <laughs> wait, 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 before she, before Michelle answers, I'm just going to say this. It drives me insane when people even look for balance. Okay. It yeah. is non-fucking-existent in anybody's life. 
in anybody's life. And okay. really, I like I love so in Tim Grover's book, book Winning, he breaks this down so well when he talks about, you know, if you want to even the scales, that sits at zero. So that means you're like literally like at zero for everything. That's you want to be out of balance. And you want to be right now the single, this is my answer to that question. But Michelle is Michelle is truly the expert here. But mm-hmm. my answer is right now, the single most important thing to you in your life is your business. Your marriage is important, but getting that business off the ground is higher priority. And as long as you are communicating that to your husband and making still having plans for we're going to have date night or whatever that is, family dinners, whatever it is, then you're bringing, you're at least giving attention to and not just completely forgetting about that relationship. But you can't go all in on your business and be 100% present in a relationship. It's not fucking possible. It's not Mm -hmm. possible. So you have to, communication comes into play here. That's my answer. And I don't, I, I just need people to stop saying that they need to find balance. It's like, okay. no, you fucking don't. <clears throat> okay. I, well, maybe, I don't, maybe it's not balance that I need, but I need to figure out how to create that importance in his world too. Because if I were to give him the answer you just gave me, Julie, I'd be divorced. I would be well, completely divorced. I want to jump in here Again. because I, I disagree with Julie's approach when it comes to balance. It's not that I believe that balance can be achieved, but I believe that we get to define what balance is for us. The reason that people hang their hat on balance is because they're looking for some sense of control, right? Why else would you be reaching for balance? You're reaching for something that you can put your arms around and that you can control because as humans, we're always looking for that, some kind of control in the unknown. When it comes to your husband, the thing that I would ask you is, where is his frustration really coming from? He is, he feels like he's missing something. So what is the thing that he feels like he's missing in your relationship? Me. Does he know? He feels like he's, he feels his importance has dwindled to nothing. That he's just there to provide um, financial resources at this point and, and to, you know, feed the children or me. He, he feels basically like he's, he's the hired help right now. And, and he's not, he really isn't in my world. Yeah. I I don't see him that way. I see him as, as instrumental. He is as, as instrumental in the success of my business as, as any other factor, because when he's happy and I'm happy with him, it, 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 keeps me so that I can focus on what I need to do. I'm happy. I'm, I'm having, you know, there's the energy is there. And right now he feels, he does, he does. He feels very emasculated because I come rolling in like, you know, boss bitch. And he, he hates it. He doesn't feel like he has an important spot in my, in my life. Have you... When you started this business, let me ask you a question. Did you sit down with him and tell him what your plans were and how much time you were going to dedicate to it? Did he have an understanding before you started this journey? I thought he did. Mm. But that's where the the conversation piece, you know, the way that we communicate with one another kind of breaks down. So I would I would assume I'm not the only person that 
has difficulty sometimes where I say something and the spouse is like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Is that something that you see commonly? Well, here's the deal. I'm just going to share from my experience and what I've seen when I coach other women. When I started this journey, I made it very clear what my goals were. And I also made it very clear that it was going to take a lot of time from the time that we spent together. I had to make sure that he understood how important this was to me because it is. It's very important to me. He did. He also understood it was going to take a lot of time from him. And he was totally on board with that. And I would say, number three, he supports me fully. So I never feel like it's an either or. I think a lot of women, well, a lot of people in general, when they start these businesses, they have these incredible dreams and goals of bringing something to fruition. That's why we're all entrepreneurs. We have this spirit inside of us where we want to do better, be better, bring something that is truly ours that we own to the earth. In order to do that, particularly when we're in a relationship, we have to set the stage for the people that are in our life because they are in our life. I make time for him every day. And when I'm not with him, I'm typically researching or working on the business. I'm doing either or. He was in complete agreement with that, and he's never given me any kind of hell for it, but it's because I set the stage in the beginning. We get disappointed when our expectations are not met. But if you don't set the stage and understand what their expectations are or tell them what's going to happen, you're going to have that breakdown. Does that make sense? It does. Let's, let's ask another question here. You set the stage. You've got everything in place. What happens to the entrepreneur when their partner decides they don't like the agreement that they made in the first place and they change the rules? Well, as the entrepreneur, the person who is making their dreams come true, they get to sit down and have another discussion with their partner. I believe, listen, the breakdown of communication and relationship, I don't give a shit if it's about money, about sex, about intimacy, about whatever. That is, that's what leads to divorce. It is 100% of the time. It's all about communication. If your partner is feeling a certain way about the amount of time or money that you're investing in something that you're trying to bring to fruition, you need to sit down with them and have a different conversation. And Julie knows this. I am huge, huge on questions because I feel like questions reveal to you what you're really thinking. The questions that I would have are, why do you feel the way that you do? What needs to change for you to feel better about me being an entrepreneur? How much time would I need to spend with you to make you feel seen, heard, and loved so you don't feel like you're less important than this business? I feel like reinforcing that on the daily is probably important too. Does he know that you need him desperately as you begin this journey? How important his role is in supporting you? Have you ever told him that? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, I just did yesterday again. He was going to bail on a, a business meeting I've got coming out or coming up tomorrow night. And I explained to him, he's like, well, maybe you don't even want me there because you're going to be too busy doing your own you know, work stuff. I'm like, I need you there because you're my support. You're my break. When I need to take a, a breather and just reset and ground myself, you're my guy. You're that important. I need you there. I want you there next to me to be supportive, just like when he's got his stuff. And I, maybe that's part of, of what entrepreneurial couples are. And I, I guess it doesn't even have to be like a spouse or, or a boyfriend, girlfriend situation, partner. Maybe it's, maybe it's an entrepreneur. I mean, Julie, how do you bet? I'm not going to use that word because I know you hate it. How do you find time for the people that are most important in your life when you are a woman on fire with your business? Well, I think I don't even, I don't strive for really making time for anybody right now. Um, I know that sounds terrible. I'm, I'm completely selfish right now on what I'm trying to achieve. So my first priority is my team and my clients and anybody who is really close in my life knows that they may not hear from me for days or weeks on end. And I don't think every, nobody has, nobody has expectations on me that are unrealistic at this point. And I mean that in a very good way. And I try not to, I think that having expectations on people is shitty. I think we can have expectations of ourselves, but we shouldn't put expectations on others. And I also think that if you want to be an entrepreneur, then you have to be with a really supportive partner. Either that partner is also an entrepreneur or that partner understands and fully supports your goals and the things that you want to do. I, I think people probably, do they get disappointed in me from time to time? Absolutely. My family, most certainly, but they all also understand that I'm working on something bigger. And I literally will ask for forgiveness for years at a time. Be like, all right, we got 12 more months where I'm going hard. So you got to give me grace for another 12 months. And that's that's literally how I'm approaching it right now. And nobody that is close to me is confused. But I will also say this. There is almost nobody in my life, aside from my family, there's nobody in my life who isn't on the same mission. So when I'm not available or I don't respond, anybody in my life understands it's not personal. I'm busy. I'll get to it when I get to it. There's nobody who doesn't understand that. Nobody. I think that's, that's brilliant. That's what you said about expectations. And maybe that's, maybe that's the key to, to figuring this whole thing out between the communication. It's, it's communicating expectation. You should not have expectations that you, you, your expectations you're putting on someone else. That's the brilliant thing. Communicate what your expectations are for yourself and and the other person gives their expectations. You meet in the middle, but you don't throw them onto somebody else. And that may be the key takeaway here. Well, I think that 
Michelle said it best with the communication, right? So I know that her and her fiance, Joey, have this really strong partnership. So they have a great relationship. You know, they're going to be married. They've got, they've got a great relationship. Mm-hmm. But on top of that relationship, they have built a really strong partnership. They're not in, at least I don't think, in business together, no. but they are in the business of life together. Yes. And so he is all in on supporting her. She's all in on supporting him. And even though she's the only person I know who her business is, is her top priority is building this business, but there's not a minute that you don't know that Joey is right there. Like he is key in her success. He is my person. Yes. <laughs> I love he is that. My person. So when you're building your business and your business plan, you almost need to build your, your life plan at the same time. If you are going to be involved with somebody else. Yeah, I would say you just, it's the communication part, which the irony is, you're the communicator in the group, Cheryl. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, and that's that's why we've started this whole, I had to come up with a new strategy for myself and for Chris. And it's working. That's awesome. It's working. It really yeah. is. So we so. have, I want to continue this conversation after the break. This is um, really interesting. And I think probably a lot, we're all in very different places, right? So mm-hmm. that's what makes it so such a good conversation because we've all got different things going on mm-hmm. in terms of relationships, but we're all you know, working on businesses. So let's continue the conversation after the break. Stick around and we'll see if we can't make things more uncomfortable. Hey everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live so there's no editing or production if we screw up which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. All right. Welcome back to the final segment of Defeat the Chaos. It's so rare that I do all three intros from the breaks. So I did them all today, though, because I was too lazy to ask anyone else to take it. (laughs) The only reason I did all three of them. We are talking about being an entrepreneur and having healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And this is a it's a this is a organic fire conversation. It's totally organic. Totally it organic. Really is. <laughs> really, really is. But, but you know what? I, I want to say something. Before before we dive back into this, I just, listen, producer Matt had a fire comment earlier <laughs> that he told us when we went into the first break, 
when we were talking about Cheryl, you tell it because this is your story. You tell oh, it. Well, there we've discovered that apparently there is a shortage of black sperm. Uh, there are several articles out out today, Men's Health, um, various publications that um, it is a it is a problem that there is not enough black sperm. And I was curious about who is measuring the amount of semen flowing in this country right now and trying to figure out how you find this out. And then Matt, Matt, you, uh, you chimed in with something that was, uh, that was a truth bomb. You got to say it. He's not going to chime in with it. Matt, you're <laughs> well, not going to chime in. I don't know how well right? my mic works on air, but I uh, just mentioned that the sperm banks are too big to fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Matt, you have made my entire day. They are too big to fail. If we have too to bail to out, fail. if we have to bail out the sperm banks, then so be it. I mean, we're tossing money everywhere else. Why not? Why not? Why not the sperm bank? They are too big to fail. Damn it! This will be on someone's agenda. <laughs> All right, back to being an entrepreneur and having healthy relationships. So, Michelle. Let's say we've got somebody who is not doing a great job of building a business and maintaining their relationship. They're too, they're very focused on the business relationship is circling the drain. Their partner is extremely frustrated, feels unseen, doesn't get any attention. And so the partner starts to you know, think back to your childhood when you wanted attention, you throw some tantrums, you pick a fight over anything you need. Even negative attention is better than no attention, right? So we've got a little bit of an unhealthy relationship going and some unhealed childhood trauma, if you will. And you are now dealing with, as an entrepreneur, you're dealing with somebody who is picking fights with you to get your attention. And it just exasperates the problem. Because you're like, I'm not giving you my fucking attention when you're acting, behaving in that manner. What do? You, how do these people start to reverse the trend? <laughs> wow, <laughs> easy sounds, question for you there. It sounds like the things that I used to do back in the day. My anger <laughs> management is one of the dragons that I have to slay on the regular. To be honest, here's the deal: when you have someone who is being reactive, who's acting out in an unhealthy way. You need to curtail it as quickly as you can. It goes back to what I said before. It's all about communication. I would sit down with that person. It goes back to what I was telling Cheryl. You have to understand what the root cause is, why they're acting the way they are. And let me tell you, relationships are these kind of messy, hilly things that we experience with another person, and none of them are perfect. But the thing that holds them together is how well you guys can have the uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. It's the true test of being an adult. So don't let that carry on too long. Address it immediately. There are some people, I want to be completely honest, who will never champion you on this journey. They won't. They're never going to be available for it. They have their own beliefs about themselves, which then they throw on you. And this isn't a dig at anyone. We're all dealing with different levels of shit that we've brought out of our childhoods. 
However, at some point when you've exhausted everything that you can do to make sure that they're included, that you're spending quality time with them. And by the way, it is quality time. When you're with them, if you make a commitment to them, you need to keep it. One of the reasons, and I'm going to go off on a a tangent real quick. One of the reasons that we work so well, Joey and I do, is because we walk together every day. Every single day, we take a 45-minute walk. Sometimes we walk twice a day. So we literally do not get on our damn phones for an hour and a half. And it sounds so simple, but we're not distracted by anything. We just talk. That's all we do. I mean, Joey mostly listens because I'm always going off on something that I want to bring to the world and what my thoughts are. But you have to understand that not everyone wants to go along on this ride with you. If you're already in a relationship and you're thinking about starting this journey, the first question that you should ask is, are you willing to take this journey with me? And then you need to sit down and talk about what you're going to do, how much time you expect to spend in the business, how much money it's probably going to take. You need to overestimate. You need to be as honest as you can, and you need to keep your commitments to the time that you're going to spend with that person. If in the beginning you say, hey, I'm going to dedicate 30 minutes a day just to you. I'm not going to take my phone with me. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk, or we're going to walk, or we're going to sit outside. Whatever that is, you need to keep that commitment because let me tell you, when someone acts out of anger, it's never anger. No one ever acts out of anger. It's sadness. Hurt. Yep. It's always sadness. It's fear. Yeah. 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 I had heard this thing recently uh, that I was kind of fascinated with, right? Where, you know, so we, every, look, everybody's got something. We've all got these, you know, childhood traumas. We've all got this shit that we're like working through, always working through. And even when you think you've got it mastered, you know, something comes back just to test, just to make sure, do you really have me mastered? Let's just throw one little thing in your path. But anyway, we can look and if we're in relationships and say, well, my partner had a whole lot, you know, he, his childhood or her childhood was a lot worse than mine, right? So they have a lot more baggage or trauma or whatever that they're bringing to the table. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I don't have as much trauma. The, the reality is, and, and Michelle, you used this quote the other day when we were recording a podcast together about, you know, water rises to its own level. Is that what, is that what you said? Water always rises to meet its own level. Right. Water always rises to meet its own level. So really, when you think about relationships, we always pick relationships with people who have the same emotional level we do. And the problem is, so I, listen, I could have like maybe one or two things in my past that are like haunting me. And I could be with somebody who has thousands, but has worked through a ton of shit. And so we're at the same emotional level, right? If you don't work and grow together, if one of you puts in the work and exceeds, that relationship is extreme. The relationship is unbalanced. Not your life, not not balanced. We're not. This is a different use of the word balanced. The relationship is extremely unbalanced because you're operating at a much higher frequency now than your partner is, and your partner is going to feel scared. They're going to experience fear and it's going to come out sideways fear hurt whatever always comes out sideways in relationships 
people, not many people are very good at approaching it head on and saying, I'm a little bit scared about, you know, your growth or what you're doing right now. And don't recognize if you're working on yourself, your partner needs to be working on themselves. And when you are running, when you are building a business, you are working on yourself. You are growing and changing every single day. I can tell you with 100% certainty, Cheryl, you are not even close to the same person that you were in December of 2020. Not even close. No, 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 I'm not. So imagine how much that scares Chris. And I did. I did. So that's, that's when the communication strategy changed. When all of a sudden I, I sat my, my ass down and went, what in the hell is happening? And it clicked. And I realized I needed to change my communication approach with him. And just in the past month, things are, are, are back on, an, on, a, on a, a much better level. We're working through, it, when you say the water always has to rise, you know, to meet itself, you're absolutely correct. The emotional level there, it forced him to have to work through some things as I worked through mine. And and I was up here, you know, I'm, I'm raising my hand way up here. He was still down where I started, as you referenced, December of, of 2020. He's now building himself back up. We're floating at the same, on the, on the same water again. But it is a scary thing. It's and it's 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 frightening for the person that has to rise up. It's frightening for the person watching the 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 other individual they love, and and reaching a hand down trying to to bring them up with you. It's mm-hmm. it's scary all the way around. And when you start actually taking a look at that fear eye to eye, that's that's when you you work and you you get past it. And it's it's better. I got a question with regards to this. Could you say, maybe not at the same the same level, but could you say that it, it's the same way in your work relationships? If you've got employees, that you're focus, 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 and then all of a sudden the relationships with your your team, your employees break down. Can it apply the same way here in that situation? It can, but. There's obviously a different dynamic because right. the way that we communicate in an intimate relationship is very different than we would communicate in a business relationship. I want you guys to think about it this way. What you said is really important, Cheryl. When you have a morbidly obese person who goes and gets gastric bypass, for example, and they're married, they lose a lot of weight. They start working out. They start eating better. What happens almost all the time in those kind of relationships. Divorce. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Or they gain all the weight back. Well, I mean, let's just let's just say they keep it off. What almost always happens? What did you say? Divorce. Divorce. Why? Because the other per- their partner feels left behind. It's not the same person. They've changed. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not That's the it. person that they invested in. They don't feel it's the same person. And divorce it's not. Divorce rates among entrepreneurs are excruciatingly high, Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. high. Because you change and you evolve, you never, ever, listen, anytime you do something that's really scary, you're going to meet who you really are and what's holding you back. Your limiting beliefs are going to make themselves known and you're going to have to step-by-step face all of them, all those demons to bring that goal to fruition. 
it takes so much out of you. But if you're in an intimate relationship and you really, really love the person you're with, you need to make sure that you are giving to them, maybe not as much as you were, but you are making quality time for them, just for them, and that you're checking in to see what their pulse is about what you're doing and if there's anything you can do to support them and help them with. It sounds simple, but we fucking overcomplicate everything. I mean, it's making them seen, seen, heard, and loved. That's what all humans want. They do. And dogs. Dogs want that too. My dogs get a lot of seen, heard, and loved. Yeah. (laughs) Michelle, um, we're, we're, we pretty much have to wrap here in a couple of seconds. We're close to the end. You work with females. You don't work with males. Mm-hmm. What do you, so you coach, tell, tell our listeners, I know we've covered this before, but I just want like, you really like shined very bright today on your expertise in this area. And I think there's probably some people who could use uh, some coaching from you. So let's tell them how they can find you. I work exclusively with professional women who are divorced or coming out of a heartbreak. What I do and what I master at is helping you recreate your life, work on yourself so you can be happier after. You can reach me at oneboldmf.com. I'm on Instagram at onebold underscore MF. Nice. All right. This was a really fun um, conversation. I think very enlightening. And aside from maybe when we talked about, you know, the when we had Sean Fogarty on talking about the, you know, why the IRS changes maybe weren't that bad, which was very <laughs> enlightening, especially when we talked about Tina Turner. <laughs> Listen, he does not do Tina Turner's taxes. Okay, he does not. He does, he does not. not. But this was this was a very very good episode, just in terms of information shared and learning, you know, different tactics and approaches and really coming to the understanding that communication is key for all relationships and don't, don't should on your friends. Don't should all over your friends. Zero expectations. All right. That's it for today. You can catch us again next week on defeat the chaos on the voice America business channel. 